Bemaffling Ballads from Bifton, Episode 4. We began our tale in East Beach City. The three of y'all, that being Jimmy, Barry, and Seeker, came to the EBC all with your own agenda, but all being asked to seek clarity. Through various means of entering the city, uh, you found your way to Claritas Security. You met a few people. Well, first, actually, you met a kobold that you all loved and really, really liked that interaction. And I think that's going to go very far. Um, then we you killed met... him, right? No, he's dead. No, you Steve ruined his thralled. career. <laughs> Steve has been thralled, but you unthralled him. Yes, yeah, so I could thrall someone else, but he lost his. job. You did make him quit and yeah. embarrass himself. Yeah. Yes, so more so than usual. Uh, <laughs> There's and still then... time to go back and kill him, though. <laughs> then you met the head of Claritas Security, a tall, violet dragonborn by the name of Vernon Rothschild, who recognized all of y'all's inherent magical abilities and or your skills and propositioned y'all to go to Paradise, the uh, casino resort that is actually several miles off the coast of the EBC, but the only resort in East Beach City that does not have Claritas security as its security force. Uh, For this reason, almost solely Rothschild wants y'all to infiltrate and find out what the owner, Lucian Flametongue, knows, has, what are his resources, to find out what information Lucian has that he is using to blackmail the owners of the Big Five, the Big Five resorts in the EBC, Vernon's top clients. He promises you a hefty reward. He told you you can ruin his business, but that it probably wouldn't be a good idea to kill him as there is a soul-bound key card that is the the sole key to opening up his vault. So as long as you can obtain the key somehow but not kill him, you will have access to the vault. We're supposed to have a nice little ferry ride out to Paradise, but then some fog showed up and some noises were had, and right as Seeker was looking to turn himself into one of the many Sphinx bots who were patrolling the ferry, uh, a bunch of really ugly sea spawn showed up. There is one other thing that occurred. Uh, ironically, <laughs> it seems as though uh, Jimmy wasn't content in sharing his love for his little cameo, and he decided to show it to Barry. And at that point, both Barry and Jimmy became enthralled by the cameo. Right when the fog showed up, they both felt this pull. This They heard this voice that asked them. It was like two voices in one asking them to to join them in the water and to jump down, down into the water. And thankfully, Barry was able to resist the urge, helped Jimmy out, oh, and actually actually helped remove that curse. A battle ensued, not really met, but you found a halfling among these sea spawn that you believed was Derman, the former agent of Claritas. You dealt with him verily, and then the rest of the sea spawn just booked it off the ship. We are going to pick right back up right there. You have now basically arrived at Paradise. And as you do, in the setting light of the sun, you see a 
gargantuan white tower with nine spheres connected to it. Seven of these spheres are branching outward in various directions, but they are all connected to and rotating around an eighth sphere built into the tower itself about halfway up, and that sphere is slowly, almost imperceptibly, spinning. And finally, there is a ninth sphere that crowns the spire as it rises out of the sea. You are all docking with this large dome-esque structure at the base of the tower that sits right at about sea level. The tower itself is huge, at least 2,000 feet tall. The base of this trunk is uh, the reception area where all the ships dock and all the passengers disembark, get checked in. It's often called limbo by a lot of the people who visit because of the long waiting time. While you wait, there are small casinos, an arcade for the kids, even a nice large lounge with televisions and uh, a bar and a restaurant there. But yeah, you dock and you are now docked with the dome at the base of paradise. Captain Oso says, thank you all. I'm terribly sorry again. Uh, yes, of course, uh, Mr. Flametongue will probably brief you all uh, personally. Uh, just uh, wanting to say a few words on perhaps a paradise. But uh, thank you very much. Enjoy your stay. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a much smoother trip back home. Yes, take care of you all. And uh, he retires back to the captain's quarters. By the way, I meant to ask, did anybody bring any luggage? I actually wanted to talk to you about that. Because yeah. I would have liked to have helped with the luggage offloading. I just want to, like, I helped squeegee. I helped yeah. wax all the blood off the deck. And mm-hmm. then there's still more work to do. Sure. One of the crew comes up, and he's got a big St. Bernard face. And he says, oh, thanks so much for your help. Do you want to you want to help us offload the luggage? We lost a few crew. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm- great. So uh, all the luggage gets carried into the lobby uh, it goes to the reception desk. Okay, just take a few pieces of luggage to the reception area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfect. Well, uh, great. Listen, don't worry about carrying more than you can handle. We got plenty of people. Oh uh, no, I can take a one or two or three or four or five. How how many do you uh, how how hard are you flexing right now? How many do you want to take? I can just, I'll start as I'm saying this. I'll just start picking them up. <laughs> okay. So, all right, knees one, knees one. Uh, yeah, so give me another athletics check. I rolled a natural 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's plus 17. But I'm going to say you've gotten about 75% of all of the luggage on board is now just attached to you Great. in some way. But what's your strength? Your strength is stupid? Uh, my strength is stupid. It is a 25. Okay, yeah, your strength. Plus 7. Yeah, so your strength is, is high. I want to keep a couple pieces of luggage too sure that's i want to that's what my big move is i want a couple disguises for me and the boys sure so <laughs> no i, I follow you I, I want, um that's my big play here is i'm i'm actually helpful but i'm actually to gonna steal. walk off with like two or maybe three pieces of luggage rogue gonna rogue do we see barry me and jim just like we turn there's we, no way we miss this what you see is this odd ever-growing yet undulating mountain of luggage and suitcases start lumbering towards paradise itself and start lumbering towards the dock and as you look a little closer you see the faint light blue skin of your buddy barry carrying almost every piece of luggage see that's what friends do jim they don't punch each other they carry their shit 
That's a true friend. Yeah, well, you gave me PTSD. No, so that's... I don't think that's an And a true friend doesn't cast friends either. I know you did. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. I, I just, know what you did to just me. Just my dip- disposition. Talk to me about friends. I'm, I'll tell you a good friend. Well, hey, B- Barry, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, take, take this and help me out, won't you? Wink, wink. Barry, do you say wink, wink? <laughs> well, they can't see me, can they? <laughs> no, your face is... You're completely obfuscated. Yeah, I imagine I'm like the flower girl yeah. from that horror movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll grab the smallest <sighs> looking bag, like a purse, on there, and I'll grab like a, that. Like a handbag? Yeah. Ooh, quite heavy indeed, yes. And hey, Jimmy, pick one. <laughs> right, I, I got a, a bag. Red bag another. Uh, all right. I'll look for a bag that looks just really beat up. I'll look for the most beat up bag. You find effectively a duffel bag. The shoulder strap is gone. The zipper only got about three quarters of the way zipped and then it looked like it broke. So there's some safety pins keeping it closed the rest of the way. It's seen some water damage. It's my kind of guy. Yeah, or thank gal. you, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you, squeaker. <laughs> it's, it's never mind. You make your way into the front door. What you see are incredibly tall, uh, about 20 foot tall glass doors that are framed in gold, open for you as you approach this white dome. And on the inside, you see a huge room, 50 feet tall and roughly 80 feet wide. You see on the eastern wall, just lining the perimeter, several uh, reception desks, and you see uh, several receptionists behind those desks. To the north, you see the casino, Uh, entrance that in the lobby and then to the south you see the lounge and arcade entrance and in the very middle of the room uh, is a series of glass elevators probably about five glass elevators that are uh, cutting right through the middle of the room all throughout you see advertisements talking about the different spheres and what's happening at all the different parts of the resort one thing that shows up is there's an ad on one of the televisions that says tomorrow night chris tucker will be performing live at the zeus theater at eight o'clock and (laughs) don't uh, want to miss that oh my god they got a chris tucker (laughs) and as you come in you hear the of an elevator and the very central elevator door opens a lithe long-haired tiefling with indigo skin golden eyes and jet black hair exits the elevator He is crowned with long, upward-extending ivory horns that spiral like a kubu's. It's kind of like an antelope. He's wearing a white three-piece suit with a golden necktie, golden belt buckle, and even golden buttons on his shirt and jacket. Lucian Flametongue exits the elevator. He is flanked on both sides by two eagle-headed sphinx bots. Mm. They're on each side of him. They are in all-black sort of form-fitting suits, Behind Lucian is a tall, beefy human wearing a long black trench coat and sunglasses. Lucian exits the elevator, greets all of y'all. My dear patrons of Paradise, welcome. Welcome and my deepest apologies for the terrible hardship y'all had to endure in coming here. Everyone's first night, of course, your stay tonight will be on the house, as well as a 500 gold line of credit Uh, will be sent to each of your rooms to use as you see fit. I do deeply apologize. 
Now, now, where are these brave fellows I heard about who came above decks to help our fine crew dispense with these wretches? Please, please come forward so I can recognize you all. Yes, where do I put down this luggage, though? <laughs> do you take any care to set all this luggage down? Uh, yeah, I want to be graceful. He just sort of bends his knees and just sort of sways his body left and right, and as he does so... These pieces of luggage that looked like a strange, horrible suit of armor start to set themselves on the ground right and organized. And, and you stand up and goes, oh, I do declare you are quite the strapping lad. Hello there. Very Thank nice you. to meet you. My name is Lucian Flametongue. Thank you so much for for helping and for your selflessness and your bravery. I wanted to especially thank the three of you and and offer a, a sort of special reward for your services. But Perhaps I can offer you tickets to see a show at the Zeus, or maybe a night's free entry to Aphrodite's favor. Or what, what, what would you gentlemen like yeah, to enjoy? Yeah, the Chris Tucker show sounds really good. <laughs> yes, I'd think like we're to all get in quite agreement with yes. the Chris Tucker showing. Those tickets are sold out, but I can certainly get you into my private box to go to go see Mister Tucker. That'd be he's, quite nice, thank you. No, he's. I, I, like, I like boxes. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Good things come in, in small boxes. I, I'm afraid I didn't catch any of y'all's names. You, you, sir, and he, he looks to the first fire genasi that Seeker is pretending to be. I am John Fema. Yes. John Fema, okay. You've, you've probably heard of me from the person that told you about me. You see the beefy human sort of lean in and whisper something into Lucian's ear. Is there any way I could have heard that? I am proficient in investigation. Never mind. I thought I was proficient in perception. Yeah, and try try to hear with your ears. I'll do my best. 16? 16? Yeah. Uh, What you hear him say is, Sir, don't forget you have that appointment at uh, at 8 o'clock. You've got to be up in the uh, Saturnalium soon. Just just reminding you. The, The what? Do you say that? Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> asking, what? Say asking, repeat, please. I'm sorry. Can you say that a bit louder? Speak up, please. Sorry, I just want to make sure I hear. It sounded like the Saturnalian. And then he goes, well, I do appreciate your help aboard the Valkyrie. It's very, very important to help people whenever you can. Pelor be praised. And then he turns to Barry and he says, an air genasi, uh, a rare find these days and even rarer to have such bravery to step out in front to help other people. I, I don't care what anybody says. I know a selfless person when I see one. Oh, thank you, kind sir. I'm Lieutenant Storm Oriel Storm. Lieutenant Storm Oriel Storm. Very pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, I don't know this man. Also, <laughs> this man next to me, these uh, sneakers. Yes, no, no. <laughs> did you say his name is, did you call him Sneakers? No, like he's, you know, he's, uh, John Femar here. Uh-huh. Don't yeah, know him. This John Femar. Yes, this, this John Femar. Don't know him. You don't? You're not you're not familiar with. It. Well, how great that you get an opportunity to meet somebody. Two people so selfless coming here and helping us. That's that's a wonderful thing. And 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 you, the my other five soon to be five Genesi friend. Mm-hmm. My what well, what is your name? Uh, uh, John Fema. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you can call me John. Okay. Wow. <laughs> There's so many Johns. It's not. It's it's not as surprising when they're right next to each other. I would say, you know, they both fire Ganassi. <laughs> you know, it's is that a is that a pretty common fire Ganassi it's a pretty name? Common fire Ganassi name, it's, I believe. It's the yeah. most common one. FEMA, of course, derivative of. Anyway, yes, I think it is quite. Um, and do you have a bathroom I could poop in, perhaps? Uh, 
Yes, of course. Your rooms will have full amenities, and obviously there will be a place where you can relieve yourself. Listen, I, again, I just wanted to offer my thanks. And, uh, I and just Mr. Wa- Firetang, I also do not know this. Um, <laughs> John Beamer. <laughs> so would you say, Mr. Mister Storm, would you say that you don't know any John Femas at all? Would you say you have no knowledge of any John Femas? It's quite surprising when you see the prevalence of John Femas everywhere, really. That well, he- as I understand it, Air Ganassi and uh, Fire Ganassi do not, uh, do not quite it mix. It is quite right, and I do not know these mean... Either of them. Not, but I know you. It's quite uh, ominous, but uh, not relevant. Uh, the, so. uh, the eagle-eyed sphinx bots are looking back and forth at y'all and shifting a bit closer to Lucian. Do I see his key card on him? You want to roll another perception check? I, I, I was down? thinking the same thing. I was, I was <clears> wondering. Yeah, Did he happen to mention if it was a magical key card? Yeah, I mean, it is a magical it, key card that is... Okay. Well, Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just going to activate... Eldritch Sight. So I think my... What does that do again? Uh, let's me cast Detect Magic at will. Okay. So I think maybe from my eye, you know, it'll like maybe blink and focus in and start looking sure. for some shit on there. 18. Yeah, I mean, with Detect Magic on, you see quite a bit. First thing you notice is there is an enchantment on his white suit. Okay. Um, so you see this sort of bluish enchantment tint all over his suit you would recognize this as just sort of like a a buff that would protect him more. Um, You can also make out a faint uh, rectangular-shaped item that is hanging off of a lanyard, off of his belt, but underneath his coat on his left hip. Bingo. In addition... Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. In addition, you can see a lot of yellow energy around the Sphinx spots and just like a whole bunch emanating from this human. Mm. Uh, and this yellow magic resonates with you as transmutation magic. So perhaps they are not what they appear to be. What I really want to do is go up to my room and identify. Yeah, wanna, let's check in. My shit. Okay. So. Um, you, oh. I'd like to uh, pick up two bags out of the pile. Two large suitcases. Okay. Barry wants to pick up two large suitcases out of the pile. Just very casually, just like I set all these down, and oh, here my two. I'll just take these okay. while I'm here. Give me a performance check. Natural 20. Okay, yeah, I mean, nice. you just sort of nod and lean down and just pick up the closest two bags and just begin walking. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucian says, well, again, it was a pleasure to meet all of y'all. I'm afraid I... I have a meeting to attend to uh, in a little while, but I'm sure you'll find me perusing the uh, the casino, so hopefully I will see you all soon. So, uh, Mr. FEMA, uh, Mr. Storm, Mr. FEMA, it was a pleasure meeting you all, and thank you again for helping the crew of the Valkyrie. Uh, if you should need anything, please let any of our guests know. If you'd like some uh, some tickets to the Zeus Theater tomorrow night, Simply uh, simply speak with the receptionist when you check in. I'll make sure you are all taken care of. So he turns around and he says, well, enjoy your stay at Paradise and please, please make yourselves at home. The four Sphinx bots, the large human and him get back into that central elevator and the door closes and they shoot off going straight upward. Can we see it go? Oh, can, yeah. we, can we see where Which it ends? Tube? Which tube did they take? 
They took the very middle tube and they go up, 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 and it goes through the lobby and it keeps going up, 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 up. And I can't see it anymore. No. no. I mean, it's it's a solid glass tube, so you're just like smearing the face. There's five tubes. There's five tubes. One in the middle, four on the outside. Awaken mind both of you and say, um, the key card is under his coat, left hip. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll relay everything you told me. I mean, his suit is enchanted for protection. Those three people are clearly transmutated in some way. Yeah, the way. eagles. Yeah, and the guy was. No, I, I'm going to go up to my room now with my two bags. And <laughs> All right. y'all should also take <laughs> out right, the bag go. of we two. Should, we should take out our own uh, Yeah, tube. take a bag or two, you know. For, I, I still have my purse. The small oh, so this whole John Femur thing, this is really going to blow up in our face. Yeah. There's two of you and you're both firing. And I see this is not, these are no good. What yeah. are you supposed to be? What? Who are you? Who did you come as? I'm Jimmy. Now, is that who? Yeah, seriously, what the fuck? How many John Femas did he well, tell to come here? You came in as a John Femer. I came in as a warrior. Can we argue in the elevator? Yeah, in the, in the room, Quick maybe. question. <laughs> With the awakened mind, I know you can talk to them and they can talk back to you. Can they talk to each other? I don't is, think so. No, is it like a only, family plan here? I think we've probably moved. <laughs> no, we're just ta- yelling at each yeah, other in the lobby. In the lobby yeah, well, there's probably a bags. mix of him trying to keep it quiet in our heads and we're arguing out loud. Uh, so yeah, first thing you got to do is check in so oh. you can get keys to your room. Oh, shit. All right, let's get her. I'll go. No, I, I'll go. Jim or John or whoever you are now. Just call me John Femer. Femer. <laughs> John Femer. <laughs> to be fair, you could always assume the role of Jack Slots, who he was supposed to be. Oh, oh, Jack Slots. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go up to the reception. Hello, I'm John Femer, and I'm here to um, get a room, please. There is a... Uh, otter-faced sphinx bot uh, behind the desk, and you hear her go, I'm sorry, sir, what was the name one more time? John Fima. John Fima. Okay, great. So I've got uh, three people staying in... uh, Ooh, ooh, you got one of the villas. Very nice. Uh, Yes, only the best for John. Yes, of course. Uh, So we have... uh, Is... is, uh, Mr. Storm and Mr. Slots with you as well? I don't know. Mr. Slots, is he here today? Oh, yeah, that's what they call me. And our line of credit is is valid still? The 500... The oh, yes, yes. E, all three of you have been credited 500 gold to your room. So, uh, has anyone stayed at the Paradise here before? No. Okay, so... Your room key is also a uh, like a line of credit card that you can use here. So you can add money to it. Uh, you can take money out. Uh, you get into your room with the card. There's also electronic accounts and exchanges that can happen on the card. So your tickets will be saved on your room key. So as soon as you uh, swipe here, so you see a, a brown rock, but on the inside are just several crystals of amethyst hmm. that have been smoothed out. Uh, let me do this. And she swipes three keys, three card keys into it. Let's see, Mr. Oriole Storm? Yes. And she hands you the card. Thank you. Uh, Mr. John Fema? Yes. Okay. And she <laughs> hands it over to you, Seeker. And uh, Mr. Jack Slots. Jack Slots. That's right, sir. Uh, here you are. So, yeah, there are nine different sort of amenities and resorts. Do you want me to go over any of that with y'all, or you guys just want to explore? Do you around? have a map and a roster? I certainly do, sir. So, That'll be fine. Uh, like a cartoon, like a fun cartoon one where everything's kind of blown up <laughs> and out, out of proportion and very cool. Do you have any children staying with you? No. <laughs> well, I can I can give you a, a child 
No, absolutely. There's a child's map. That's sort of more what uh, Mr. Storm was looking for. Uh, yes. Here is Maybe a, with a trivia on the back. And a <laughs> there's a there's a crossword, a crossword puzzle. Word, yeah. And, yes, a crossword. Uh, there's a tic tac toe. And you have crayons for uh, me. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, here you go, and she gives you a four pack. Uh, yeah, and th- and uh, then we have this one, which she puts out, and it's for the seeing and hearing impaired, and it's written in Braille, and it has it's like a, a birthday card that you open up, and there's a voice speaking like, welcome to paradise. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Any more loot? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? <laughs> uh, nothing. Thank oh, you. Okay. I'll tell you what, out of face, real quick. Um, my, my name's Sherry. So uh, these cards, I have 500 gold on them, you say? Yes. So can I go ahead and buy an extra room? Oh, <laughs> well, I can see. Are you are you not wanting the villa? No, I like I uh, like to poop in one room and I like to live in another. So <laughs> if you could get me under named one Wayne Watson, please. Well, um, sir, your villa does have three bathrooms. Oh, that's great, but you, I'm quite the stinker, so I would really prefer to have <laughs> an own room for it under a different name. <laughs> not my name, a different name that someone else could use. Oh, can we still talk telepathically? Yeah. If you, Maybe uh, you should check in as a different person in a different disguise. That's a good idea. Never mind. Out of face. Goodbye. <laughs> Cherry. So I'll, you don't want me to check about another room? Hey, I, I run away. Cherry. Your name is Cherry. 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 It's a, it's Sherry. a soft hey, sh- I, um, You may... I hand my card back to her. You may take a five gold for yourself as a sweet tip for your such reception skills. Oh. And uh, we want to go now. Okay. Wait, what were the nine different things we could do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she says, yes, there are there are nine different spheres, obviously, to Paradise, but the hotels are all located in Sphere 8, the hotel among the stars. Uh, if you don't need any more directions, yeah, just take Elevator 4. That okay. will take you, obviously, up to uh, Sphere 4. Then all the other spheres can be accessed from Sphere 4. If you just refer to your map, or I can give you a Where quick Where am tour. I right now? <laughs> you, are in the lo- you are in the lobby. Of Sphere 8? No. So let me give you a quick tour of of Paradise. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So she pulls out a map, and again, you see this long tower that reaches out of the ocean. And she says, okay, we are here. And she points to a dome at the base of the tower. All these elevators go up to various parts of Sphere 4, which she sort of draws her hand up the tower, and there's a central, very large sphere that's yellowish in color. She says, uh, where all the other spheres converge from, um, there are several spheres. There's the over-the-moon water park. There's the uh, the Quicksilver Casino. Then there's the uh, the VIP access, the uh, the VIP casino. That's Aphrodite's favor. Then we have Ares's arcade. The Ares arcade is sort of just a, like a large kid playscape. Uh, think think like a Charlie and Cheeses, you know, and David and uh, Bustars. Barry, that might be good for you, my friend. Uh, that's not a very funny <laughs> fire gymnastic piece. <laughs> okay, well, then there's the Saturnalia, which is the uh, art museum. That's the seventh sphere. And then the eighth sphere is the uh, Among the Stars Hotel, and that's where y'all are going to go. All right, well, <laughs> great. Uh, t- time for, for the mo- moving of the spheres. Yeah, we're going to slowly turn around and walk to elevator number four. Fantastic. Y'all have a great stay. Let us know if you need anything. 
Right. I would pick up my two bags here, and there's nothing strange <laughs> it's about like that. It's like a mountain pile of bags in the <laughs> yeah, lobby. Yeah, there's there's a few sphinx spots that are hurriedly going around all the bags that you just dropped, going like, well, whose bags are these? Where do they go? <laughs> well, I guess just take them to reception. Are we missing any? No, I think we're all good. Those bags are all coming back. Those are supposed to go back out. <laughs> I'm sorry? Oh, I was Barry, just helping y'all out, no. and these all these bags are supposed to go back out to the boat. Are you sure? You oh, just yeah, that's brought what, them in. That's what I was told by the captain. Yes, Captain uh, Ozo, I believe. Yes. Captain Ozo said to bring these bags in and then yeah, take them right back Yeah, he said to bring out. all those bags uh, back. Hey, he's a real idiot, you know what I mean? No, he seems pretty competent to well, us. Well, you're wrong. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. Guys, guys we gotta go. <laughs> you guys are gonna fuck right off to uh, Elevator oh, 4? Yeah, and fuck off I think to the we elevator. really need to fuck off. Yeah, let's fuck off. <laughs> We've been fucking up. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta fuck off before we fuck up. Yeah. Yes. I think once we get in the elevator, I'm just like, oh, shit. Our cover's blown. We gotta blow this joint. They're gonna blow our butt. I should mention before we go too much farther. There is an elevator attendant. There is a space model yeah, we'll in the elevator who operates the elevators. Well, for everybody. I'm still gonna say it in front of him. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that, that was, was really close. The, there is a turtle-looking uh, sphinx spot, and he turns around and goes, "Which uh, which floor y'all headed to?" A hotel. Hotel. Okay. And he pushes a button and. Bing, the door shut, and as the elevator starts to ascend more quickly, more quickly, more quickly, you make your way up and out of the lobby, and all of a sudden, you can see all around you the sea. Off to the east, there's nothing but clear skies. Off to the west, you are seeing more and more of the EBC, and as you climb higher and higher, you see even more of Bifton. You climb a 1,000 feet mm. into the air, and you can see all around you as you slowly enter the large mm. sphere up the middle of the tower. And what you enter upon is a lobby that is completely marble. The Sphinx spot attendant says, okay, uh, if you just take a right, go down right this hall, you'll see a sign that says the uh, Among the Stars Hotel. And that should take you right there, sirs. Please feel free to pay tribute to Palor or Ildoth on your way. If not, no worries. And have a lovely stay at Paradise. Oh, thanks. Total man. You've exited an elevator and you are walking the perimeter around this sphere, so you're not inside of it yet. And you can follow this perimeter all the way to several other doors that are labeled all of the other spheres. So basically every sphere is connected to this one. As you walk around, do you want to do anything or you want to head right to the hotel? Uh yeah, I think we want to go to our room. Cool. So we gotta, uh, we gotta stash these stolen mm-hmm. bags. But you do find Sphere 8 access above the Stars Hotel. And this one's a little more interesting because it's like an elevator, but it travels diagonally instead of straight up. You exit into the reception area of the Among the Stars Hotel, and the entire room is painted and decorated to look like the night sky. Illuminated stars, and even every once in a while, somehow, a comet streaking overhead like it's a screen being displayed. There is a sphinx spot with the head of an orangutan, and he says, Hello, welcome to the Among the Stars Hotel. Uh, if I can just have your cards, I can direct you to which room you're going to be staying in. Well, here you go. Yeah, excellent. Oh, so you are John Fema. That's what they say, but apparently there's others. Well, it's, you know, it's a really strong name, and... Uh, I can't, I can't blame others for 
impersonating who clearly is the John Fema, right? I'm sure you say that to all the John Femas. I said it to about two today. Jesus. Is there any dripping in the room? Um, we, we've had some reports uh, during a storm that just happened that there was a small dripping that was occurring. This is acceptable. Drip. Drip. Hey, welcome to the drip. This is this is your boy Jack. Uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you're enjoying our little little side sesh with Sam. We got a uh, gonna plug some drips here, and we're gonna plug our own drips because we've been we need some of our drips plugged. So if you wanna write us an email, if you're interested in some comments or concerns or praise for the show, go ahead and email us at fotpodcast at gmail.com, dot podcast. We're on Twitter at, at fables on tables. And if you want to write um, in Reddit, we have a Reddit now, R Fables on Tables. So hit us up. Sam, have you got some some cool drips to plug for us? Yeah, you know, there are some drips over here on this side of the room that I feel like I have the tools to plug. Nansom Drawing. It's a cool name, but uh, Nan Bozeman. That's who that is. Nan Bozeman is a artist she's an illustrator she does live art she does uv body painting she does murals she has even known to she has been known to do uh dnd characters from time to time she likes to do all kinds of art uh, so hit her up at nansom drawing on instagram at nansom drawing on twitter uh again nan bozeman she does murals uv body painting live art uh, she does commission work, so hit her up at Nansom Drawing on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, well, y'all are in room 305. Uh, I can show you to your room, or you can go up there yourselves. No, Randy, I don't think that'll be necessary. Y'all's room is about halfway down the hallway, and on the left is a solid mahogany door with a uh, slot right above the handle I'll put my card in the slot. Uh, yeah, you put it in. You, there's a small s- spark, violet, arcing energy, and you hear bing, 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 and a green light flashes above the handle, and you hear a, as the door unlocks. Uh, you open the door, and I mean, the very first thing you're hit with is the entire opposite wall are just large windows with a balcony that overlook the ocean. Damn. This, this hardwood floor continues all throughout this beautiful villa, with two bars on either side of the uh, living room that you enter in upon, several large leather couches, a fireplace, and uh, a television set. You do notice that there are two sending stones. One of them says to front desk, and another one says to kitchen. Barry, cast a detect portal. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me about detecting a portal, Barry. I detect the distance and direction to the closest planner portal within one mile. You get a ping, and it's not super far. Yeah, where is it? If you had to sort of guess. I'm looking at my child's map. You're looking at your child's <laughs> map, and you're sort of, you are hearing it. You detect something, like a small like a pinhole-sized portal from what you're used to detecting. Okay. But it's coming from the very top sphere. Okay. And then secondarily, may I cast locate object? What are you trying to locate? I want to locate the key card. 
you're looking for specifically Lucian's key card. That yeah. I just want to let, try to see where he, like he is right now. Yeah, he is in sphere number seven. Hmm. If you're looking at your child's map, and that is the Saturnalia. That's the art museum. Perfect. All right. Uh, I know where he is. Well, at 8 p.m. he'll be in the Saturnalian. I can tell you that. Oh, well, he's already there. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a portal at the top. Interesting. It's you have tiny. Any, any idea where it goes? This portal? Nope. But it is a tiny portal. I see. So for small, it's smaller for, people. Maybe then. for tiny people. I see. Yes. How um? How do you boys suggest we get this key card off of him? We know where it is on him. Hip left side. Yes, we need to find out who the meeting is with. Where, where did y'all find out this meeting info again? I heard him when he was speaking in front of us. His little bodyguard friend told Who is he meeting? I don't remember. I just said that Saturnalian at 8 p.m. Well, we could um, wait at the elevator to the Saturnalian. We could all cover three different floors and try to ambush the person as they arrive and they also dispose of the body on the elevator. <laughs> well, it's a, definitely a thought. Well, what are in these bags you grabbed here? What right. are we... Listen to me. I got my bag of holding. We can stuff a body in it. Oh, that's they, actually they'll quite... They'll just die in it. They can't breathe. That's quite ingenious, actually. Yes, we could just... Yeah, I'm smart. In. Damn it. <laughs> okay, Jim. <laughs> oh, wait. You mean stiff, stuff a whole body into the, your bag? <clears throat> Listen, we're about to get into some shit, so I'm going to give you guys something. I'm going to take two patches off of my coat oh, nice. and give each one of them a potion of healing. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. This will help for when you punched me earlier. It'll help when that, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tip my hat again, though, and turn into a tabaxi. Tabaxi? Uh, what a nice, the fuck? Nice blue suit. No shirt. So wait, <laughs> pants, jacket. That's it. Hat? And the fur. And hat, yeah, and fur, yeah. And cool. fur. And fur. What do you think, my friends? I think you're very cool. <laughs> you look thank cool. You. You thank look you. Cool. Thank you, indeed. All right, well, we're ready to move on. But uh, you want to open your bags up first, Barry? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. I'm gonna dump mine out on all over the floor. Okay, so what did everybody have again? <laughs> I had the ugliest duffel bag. That's right. That you had the up. ugliest duffel bag. Which I just is, tried to grab two large suitcases. Yeah, you grabbed like two steamer trunks. I had like a small little purse. So we'll start with the duffel bag, which has inside of it a a really cheap orange three-piece suit i mean <laughs> like with with these white leather shoes that are like loafers i hope there's two orangutans in my suitcase <laughs> <laughs> one of them is going to be about three or four different dresses in there mm-hmm. one of them is a nice black dress like that little black dress several pieces of jewelry are in there Ooh. and then a small little leather bag Containing uh, 125 gold. So I'll pull yes. that out. The other suitcase is going to contain four or five speed suits, like a mob, like a mobster, like a tracksuit type thing. It's like, like a tracksuit, yeah, but it's all one thing. It's all one like a piece. Jumpsuit. Like a jumpsuit, yeah. They're all varying colors of jumpsuits with like a single stripe running up the side. Well, of these them. are very cool for like a team thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do y'all want? Is there a red one? Yeah. I'll wear the red one. A blue and a green and a red? Blue, a green, and a red. Well, I'll take uh, I'll take blue, unless you're partial to it. No, I. What, what's left? And then there is a green one with purple stripe. I'll do green and purple. Okay. 
It also Thank contains uh, a cane, like an ornate dark wood cane that has a duck head, like in gold, as the handle. Oh, cool. Oh, I like birds. I'm going to keep this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It also, There's also a uh, several gold chains. I'll take one of the gold chains. I hope you don't mind. Slip, right. it, slip it over my bare chest. And as I'm, I'm <laughs> as, as a, Barry's dragging the luggage over, like the empty suitcase, over to the side of the balcony to toss over. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. And then the purse. Oh, yes. The purse. A purse. revolver? A small 38, perhaps? <laughs> Seeker, as you open up this purse, uh, you see a compact, some lipstick. You see a small coin pouch that definitely has coins in it. Uh, if you open it up, there is about uh, 80 gold in there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you actually do find a small flintlock pistol. i definitely surprised. Like, oh, nice shade of lipstick. Yes. And, oh, my. Is it loaded? I don't know. Let's see. And I just fired at the wall. Wait. We're in the villa. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, I don't really want for carrying a weapon. Do you want it to... Uh... Just put it in the bag. All right. <laughs> I got to say, I like this lady's style. Uh, hey, Mo, will you organize things? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to send him into the bag and just have him kind of straighten things out nice. a little bit. Okay. I don't think we have a lot of time. I think yeah. we need to get up there and, and figure out I who know. he's meeting with. Okay. Well, I mean... And you need... You need a. Uh, <clears throat> you look like a, a cat. That's too ident. There's no cats here. Why? A sexy cat. Yes. You gotta look like nobody. <laughs> you look like everybody. Hey, this is. I don't. Is there anything wrong with my parents? I mean, you could be a distraction. You could be the patsy. Yeah, no, no, I think. Oh you're... no! Actually, put it back on the gold chain. That'll look really good with your whole cat oh, thing. Okay. Actually. All right. Yeah. I think he's convincing What about me. that put suit? It back on. What about that suit that I got in my bag? Should yeah, you put you put on that dirty suit. No, him, and him, no, him, you, no, 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 no. You put. He's you a should put on, No, you should yeah, put on that dirty suit. Put, put on, on the dirty suit. suit. All right, I'll put on the dirty suit. Right, Perfect. I'll give you the gold chains because you'll look really good. You're still shirtless. Right? You're yeah. convincing as a gambling addict. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we're ready to head out, boys. Do you want me to put on the suit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to put on the suit? Do you not have it on yet? I'll put on the suit. Yeah, uh, you put on the suit. It's a little tight, but as soon as you assemble this ensemble, Barry, Seeker, y'all can't help but look at this guy. It's almost like you feel drawn. You just want to keep looking at this thing. You're like looking at a train wreck that caught on fire. You cannot turn away (laughs) from this. What your suit is basically going to do, it's going to draw the attention of people away from anything else. You are going to be the center of attention while you're wearing this suit. I'm the mega distraction. I guess that that was my destiny all along. All right, let's go. So let me just get the visual here. We have a fire uh, genasi... Ganassi in a bright orange suit. We have mm-hmm. an air Ganassi in a green and purple striped tracksuit with a. You have the cane? Yeah. Okay. And then are you wearing your giant belts on the inside or outside? Outside. Inside. I try to be discreet about that. Okay. And then we have. What kind of cat would you say you're pretending to be, Seeker, as a tabaxi? Mm. Leopard? Cheetah? You know, I'm really going for Siberian tiger here. Okay, so a white and black striped tiger mm-hmm. in a blue two-piece suit yes. minus the shirt, Correct. gold chain. Correct, top hat cane. 
Yes. No okay. shoes. Top hat cane. I mean, y'all are looking pretty fly. <laughs> no um, one will notice us. Nobody else. No, everyone will notice you. So you're going to head over to the Saturnalia. Yep. You're making your way to the pod that will take you to Sphere 7, the Saturnalia, the art museum. There is a small, a short line of people waiting to get in. A group of three people in front of you that are waiting. They're very nicely dressed. They're all humans. They all stop what they're doing, and they look back, and they look directly at Jimmy. And they say, my, my, sir, that's, if you don't mind me saying so, that is quite an ensemble that you are wearing. Oh, thanks. I've heard that before. You're, you're not the first to tell me that. I mean. I, I, I imagine so. I mean, you, you definitely stand out in a crowd, sir. Oh. Excuse me, you are dressing the royal flame That's emissary right. from the fire plane. Yes, this is Prince Flame himself. He's, I would show some respect. He is meeting with a Lucian flame tongue. A, a genuflect is not uncommon to do in his presence. So you want to give me a uh, deception check here? Sure. Can I aid him? Are we all deceiving? Can, are you can we doing aid? anything? Because these two got to give me a deception y'all, check. Y'all are yeah, doing it. Both I, of you got to give me a I deception check. I have a cane check. in a, a weird <laughs> In a jumpsuit. You have like a cane with a duck head in a jumpsuit. I just, you know, I liked where Barry was going, so I just jumped on board. All right, so uh, both of y'all give me a deception check. 22. I just stood there awkwardly. Like, like royalty should. Yes. Deception 17. 17, okay. Oh my, well isn't that lovely? Prince Flame, well, very nice to meet you. Are you a lover of the arts? And they give a little bow. Oh, yeah. uh, I guess it, it depends on, on the artist and what kind of painting or if, uh, um, uh, some kind of sculpture or an installation. Um, a man I, in a monocle nods. Yes, that's quite right. Yes, I, I quite agree. It's all very subjective. Art is in the eye of the beholder, yes. Yeah, it's all good and bad, you know. Um, all at the same, Everything at the same time, it's all good and bad. It's all terrible that, and great. That, yeah, that, that's a very stoic take, I suppose. Uh, are you, are you uh, Prince Flame? Uh, yeah. Are, are you from the, the city of Brass, perhaps? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, excellent. Uh, my, my name is uh, Lord Arthur Cunningham. Uh, I, uh, I wish to uh, wish sort of speak with you about a particular business matter that I might be interested in pursuing in the plane of fire, you see. Oh, yeah. Make uh, an appointment at the front desk with my uh, room key, with my name, with my room. I see. So uh, I understand we're busy here. So, so I will just, I'll simply speak with the receptionist at the desk and and asked to leave a note for Prince Flame, and that, that should yeah, suffice. That's right. Excellent. Uh, would you would you care to take the next pod with us? It can fit up to six people. Uh, I believe the prince would prefer to ride um, with alone. Right, sir. I'm private. And by alone, I mean me and, and this Air as well. My bodyguards. Not, y'all are not meeting with the Lucian uh, fire tongue. Oh, yes. Is Lucian going to be at the Saturnalia? Oh, that, that's going to make for a lovely evening. Normally, he's... Well, these people are useless. Yes, they're us. quite useless. Yes, let's yes, go, my lord. We need to find someone else immediately. Oh, we well, will be taking the next part. I am Lord yes, Cunningham. Uh, so I hope you... Uh, I'm a lord, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Hey. You can just fuck <laughs> off. I don't know. <laughs> hey. All right, well... Who are you people? <laughs> all right, let's go. Which okay. is hire a lord or a prince. Sure. Yeah, I think we'll just... <laughs> 
just walked past them very we'll, rudely. We'll take this. We'll take this one actually. We, yeah, you the next pod the that next. comes up, they just sort of step out of the way awkward, like, "Oh, uh, yes, darling, let let him on. He's royalty, you know." Yeah. So the pod arrives. Uh, it opens and uh, rather suddenly, and two people get out. They are both uh, dwarves. And they say, "Oh, yeah, you can have it. Okay, just a bunch of art," and they just sort of take off uh all right so you hop into the pod the door slams shut and y'all fire off oh, all right so uh, clearly uh i'm irresistible but i don't know about the whole prince thing perhaps when they encircle you by looking at your horrid suit that uh, we can perhaps give a little shakedown between barry and i of the others there could you look like one of the dwarves that just walked by sure i can look like anything let's be that Yep. You want me to be a dwarf? Yeah, you do the dwarf thing. We need someone, because uh, we may need to just oversee this meeting. If we can't intercept the meeting, we need to be able to oversee it. Sure. And if you are a dwarf and that's already been roaming around the museum, it won't be unusual. Okay, well, I can I can try then. And you're short, so maybe you won't be seen. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. They are a little bit harder to see, I suppose, being closer to the ground. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll change it to a dwarf. Okay. One of the dwarfs that looks similar to the one. Not quite exactly, but similar to one of the ones that just came by. Um, is the gold chain still apparent? Yeah. Same same idea. Suit, gold chain, no shirt. So you look like the same dwarf, but in a different outfit. Now not wearing a shirt. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's good. Thank you. Still hairy chest, though, of course. The pod comes to a stop. The door opens, and immediately you see a dark wood room, several paintings along the sides, and just a desk with uh, a single sphinx bot uh, sitting behind it, small lamp above their desk, and they're just taking notes. Uh, This one has the head of a badger. Without looking up, they say, hello, welcome to the Saturnalia, please make your way in. Uh, Oh, is that you, Mr. McDowell? And he looks over at you, Seeker. Uh, yes, of course it is. In my first name? I'm sorry? In my first name. <laughs> Do you wish to be addressed by your first name? Uh, I would prefer, McDowell? I would prefer it, yes. But the full name total would be helpful, too. I see. Uh, well, Mr. Shane McDowell. Shane McDowell. for returning. Yes. Um, you changed rather quickly. Are you feeling all right? I changed in the elevator. It is a bachelor party. It's a bachelor party. It's my bachelor party. Yes, thank you, my friend. Yes, yes, he was with his wife before, I presume. uh, You presume correct, and it was lame, right? So now I'm here to get real trashed at this art museum. The Sphinx bot looks up, and is just really confused. (laughs) Says, "You just left with the lady McDowell, right? Your wife. Now it's a bachelor party. And now you want to have a." Bachelor a bachelor party, right? She's she has a bachelorette party to go to. But aren't you already married? Well, we like to do this thing. That's it's for me. <laughs> as soon as you speak, the Sphinx bot just stares at you, just widens its eyes. And it's says, my party. Oh goodness, I see. You're clearly the guest of honor, Duh. sir. Uh, Mr. Flame. Mr. Flame? The Royal Flame. The Royal, his Royal Flame. The Royal Flame. The Royal Flame. Mr. The Royal Flame. Flame. Yeah. Sir, the Royal Flame. Sir. So, Lord, the the Royal Flameth. Okay. Prince. Prince, sir. (laughs) Prince. 
Sir, Sir the Lord Royal Flame. Sir Flame. Lord Flame. the Royal Flame. Flamous. Prince. Prince Sir Lord the Prince Royal Sir Flame. Lord of the Royal Flame. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That's the one. It's my party, my bachelor party. Yep. Okay. We uh, we didn't have a party booked. Are you just are you just coming around to? We're him? celebrating. Damn it! Let us enjoy ourselves. Excuse me. I'm trying to just walk past him. He's already it. extremely <laughs> drunk. Please excuse him. Thank you. Okay, just one thing. Please don't touch the paintings. Wouldn't think of it, but I'm thinking of it now. You said <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you said it. <laughs> yes, I have to. Now I'm thinking of it. Yes, I wouldn't have touched it before, but now that you've said it, it's no, don't tell I'm him you're gonna touch. Come on. So I can think about touching art. Yes, I want to see what this paint feel like. <laughs> the very first thing you see as you walk in is a bar to your left with dozens of bottles of wine on a rack stacked up from the floor mm. up to the ceiling. And past that bar, you walk into a room and it's all open. You see you're on the second floor. You can see down to the floor below you and to the floor above you. And it's a glass roof. And there are stairs that take you between the floors, but there's art lining these hallways and hallways that branch off from them. So you've walked into a large, very large uh, square room that has three floors, and y'all are on the second floor. Oh, you want to you wanna split up onto different floors? Oh, I was just going to go up high and, and look. You want to go high? And look for him, yes. So uh, I'll go low. I'll go low. You go high. Okay. Jimmy... Wherever you go, heads are turning. Uh, it's just the nature of this bright-ass orange suit that you're wearing with your f- fire hair. Follow me down. Yeah, so you go down to the first floor. Mm-hmm. You can either roll perception to try and find them or investigation. Oh, certainly investigation would be more my sure. style. Sure. What'd you get? A one I rolled. Okay. A uh, natural of sorts. You are too distracted by just all the people following you around mm. and the distinct lack of gambling that's going on. I mean, I was looking for a painting that maybe had like some component of gambling in it, but apparently art is transcendent. Wow. So I'll, I'll just keep, like run away <laughs> and okay. try not to be spotted. I, I failed to find him or no. Barry, you're on the second floor? Yes. Cool. Barry, let's go to you. So you're walking around on the second floor. Yeah, investigation or perception, or even survival if you're trying to track somebody. Uh, yes, I'd like to do survival, please. That'd okay. be a 25. Yeah, I mean, you have seen, talked with, made eye contact with Lucian. So you feel like you would be able to sort of catch on to him or the Sphinx bots or the human that follows him around. You're looking around and... You don't find him on this floor, but you do see some interesting characters that stand out to you. You see a few people who are wearing similar outfits to what you saw people at Claritas Security wearing. You see like these mm. three-piece suits that look very form-fitting, um, and they are just sort of nonchalantly like looking around, and they're just they look like they're sort of invested into the art. But you you recognize these suits. They're not the same color, but you recognize these suits as the suits that uh, Vernon Rothtower pointed out as sort of this linen chain. Do they have a, a, an, a, any kind of identification on them? Not that you can see. 
I still want to approach them. Sure, sure. You walk up. One is a high elf. The other is a half elf. And they're speaking elven to each other. Quick reminder, there was two squads that were sent here before that we were told mm-hmm. of. We found the remains of the second squad in the ocean You, you found the remains of the first squad. Okay. So you want to approach them? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you walk up and uh, what do you say? Excuse me, they are associated with the Claritas Securities. They both sort of stop and look at you and they go, uh, no. What I do, I was, uh, I'm employed <laughs> by them. Okay, listen, uh, can we talk to you over here for just a moment? Sure. Uh, listen, we are not under the employ of Claritas Security, but we are... And they sort of look around, and they start speaking in thieves' cant to you. Oh, um, yeah. They start saying things. drop the old Jimmy Jolly on the ground, and you pick it up. And They said, we were told, uh, we were asked by a rather handsome purple lizard. that Vernon Rothschild. <laughs> and then the, the elf leans in and says, we're trying to be discreet. So oh, yes. Just... Do me a favor and just listen for a little while. We were asked by the purple lizard if we could come here and potentially give aid to some consultants that he was hiring. I presume you are one of the consultants? Ah, yes. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, The high elf, she looks at you and she says, My name is Sonia. And the half-elf looks at you and he says, my name is Brad. We are here to offer assistance taking out any of your luggage at the end of your trip. Like a cleanup. Yes. Also, he leans over and he's gonna, he puts his hand over your shoulder and he points to one of the paintings and he says, I think you'll find this one to be particularly interesting. What's your passive perception? 16. You barely notice that he, with his hand on his shoulder, is slipping something into, I guess you have a pocket on this tracksuit. I imagine that you probably do. He just goes gonna, right down the front of your two yeah. zipper pocket. You can't tell what exactly it is, but he definitely puts something in your pocket. He's like, you're going to really, you're going to really find this painting enlightening, I think. And oh, okay. He leans back. And I stand there and I really look at it. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to try and find the meaning of this what's painting, what's in the note? What's 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 in the what's in my note? Oh, he he slid you a uh, sending stone. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. That's what I feel in my pocket. I can mm-hmm. reach around. Mm-hmm. You can see on the first floor. You can see Jimmy sort of walking really fast and like looking all around, and just this crowd of people is like slowly following him. <laughs> on the third floor, I'm gonna go ahead and look for this dude. Flame. Look for Lucian. Yeah, yeah. Give me a perception or investigation. I'll do perception. Um, I'm using my suit of eyes. I'll get advantage. So hell yeah. Eighteen. Is there any like special sight happening, or you're just looking around like normal? I with the suit, I can look into the ethereal plane. Oh, nice. Um, I'll probably be winking on Eldritch sight off and on, just looking for magic shit generally, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's some cool magic shit. Absolutely. Some of the installations even have some transmutation spells on them. Mm. Near the farthest back corner from this from the elevators, 
you spot pretty clearly the four eagle-headed sphinx spots, oh. sort of facing out and just all. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll meander over there slowly, just sort of pretend like I'm staring at art, but really heading towards them. Sure, give me a performance check. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. I mean, you're still a tabaxi. No, I'm a dwarf now. I'm so Shane you're a dwarf. McDowell. That's right. You're Shane McDowell. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're a night at the Roxbury dwarf. Now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So you're making your way over. You're seeing a lot of interesting sort of weird exhibits, a la Beetlejuice, you know, mm-hmm. um, these different stone objects that have been crafted into creatures, but they don't, they look more like the essence of a form rather than a form itself. So as you get closer, I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> as you get closer, you can see past those four sphinx spots. You can see the horns, the very recognizable horns of Lucian. Mm. And he is standing next to somebody who is wearing a plague mask. Okay. Uh, it appears to be a small, frailed individual just past that group, sort of leaning against the wall, is that tall beefy human in the trench coat mm. oh boy okay this is quite a pickle uh, i mean there's other people too it's yeah, not just them sure um i'll probably try to head back out and find these other guys to uh wrangle them up here as you step back into that large lobby that you can see all the way down to the third floor you see simultaneously a man in an orange suit being Followed by a large crowd. I'll awaken mind him, tell him where we're at. And when I see Barry, the same thing. Yeah, at the same time, Barry is making his way upstairs, following a few people. I just say, third floor, I found him. Uh, All right, everybody, it's been fun, I gotta go. (laughs) This uh, next one's on an elevator on me. It's on on only for me. (laughs) And you hear a few people go, that's the Prince Flame. That's the way I thought his name was Lord Flame. No, it's Sir Royal Flame. Oh, the person in the back has got it. Ask them. So, yeah, I'll try to run in the elevator and, like, close. I'm just, like, pushing the closed oh, you're door. Oh, the button. elevator up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 and the door shuts, and it takes you up to the third floor. I'm going to try to change out of this suit in the elevator. Mo opens up the bag of holdings so you can step into it. So you can just sort of drop your trow into okay. the bag of holding. <laughs> yeah. And then just pick up your other trow and like do that. You, you're you not subtle and you are not unseen. Oh, no. And it, <laughs> the elevator dings, but you are. But oh, I was not trying cleanly. to put on the track suit. Oh, the track suit. Okay. Well, that'll be a little easier. Are these glass? Can I see through the elevator? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just staring across and watching this. The last thing you see is the bag of holding covering half his body. And then as the elevator door dings, it comes off and he's in the tracks. Yeah. (laughs) And then Barry comes up the stairs not a moment later. And the three of y'all are reunited on the third floor. Well, he's in here. Quite company around him. What would you like to do? Wait for one of them to use the facilities and jump them? Or what's the plan? How how big? We got four eagles. One big man and uh, a little frail thing and a, and a pointy mask. What time is it? 
It is 8.05. All right, so he's at the meeting right now. The doctor. Yes, this is the one, yes. Who's got the best hands here? Perhaps I could try to distract, and you could try to grab the card, Barry. Well, if someone had a really distracting outfit, maybe... (laughs) That would be very Yes, helpful. perhaps some sort of ridiculous outfit that would be. I don't know if there's a bathroom where I can change. I don't think I can. Well, do that. You seem to be okay with doing it in the middle of public. Look, I just wanted to be able to talk like this without people like interrupting us and like look it worked, okay, so I wasn't wrong, yeah, right? It did, like it, it I changed happened. into my tracks. Maybe I just you should go to... change and then you should go <laughs> listen to the conversation. There are a lot of people looking at you right now <laughs> after this conversation. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, uh, without even having to do a check, you see the two blue-suited elf and half-elf just looking at you like... They're doing like the, the quiet motion, like... <laughs> All right, but what did you mean by more interesting paintings up here, anyways? They walk up to you and they go... <laughs> they walk up to you and they go... Lucian is having a meeting with a high-rolling investor. Oh. Yeah. See what he's up to? We were told you were going to try and break into the vault. Yeah, that is true. Barry, are these people giving you trouble? No, they're our good friends now. Oh, I see. Now. Part of the crew, you know? Ah, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yes, Except, indeed. Oh, now you can be subtle. That's good. This is quite a crew Vernon's put together. Okay. Well, well look. we're better than all the dead ones he put together. Am I right? I nudge Barry. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, all right. That's a very good point. Yeah. All right, so I'll come... Can I come back now, changed back into the original suit from the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think enough time's gone by. You're not, you're not trying to do it quickly. All right, here's the plan. Me and Spuds McKenzie over there. I point to... Is that me? <laughs> point to Jim. <laughs> we'll make some kind of distraction. Barry, you got the quick hands. You go in and try to pick the bucket. All right, this seems like a very deadly plan. That's where we have Wait, to- um, do you want to take Mo? He can help. You. Yeah, this I would like to. All I'm right, here. Mo. <laughs> Grab onto your shoulders and just kind of like hang on your back. Just ride on your back if you want him to. Yeah. Or you could hang on your cane like he's part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the cane idea. Yeah, I want him to be part of my cane. I, I'm imagining he crawls up your cane about halfway and like hugs it and wraps his tail around the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cool part of your cane. Mm-hmm. Jim, you go in first. I think we're like moving towards the room. You'll distract who you can, and well, what, I don't have to say this, but basically, I want him to want you to go in first, and then I'm going to try and move in on anyone who's like not focused on him around them. Sure. If you'll imagine, this exhibit is in a hallway. They are in a corner of this hallway, so it sort of does an L. Okay. Where they are, there are two sphinx spots looking down one direction of the L. There are two sphinx spots looking down the other direction of the L. Okay. Then Lucian is speaking with the plague masked person right there in the corner. And then Abel is leaned up against the very corner itself, sort of scouting. All right. I'll follow Jim. Staying a little bit behind him so that we don't know each other. All right. I'm going to take two patches off of my coat and say, I've been waiting for a good, uh, you've uh, checked this out. And I'll just throw them on the ground, and they're going to turn into two mastiffs, two very large dogs. Okay. So I I have two mastiffs on a leash now, and I'm just going to walk in. Okay, that's great. Uh, You hear a few people go, oh, my goodness me, good grief. Come uh, on, boys, we're going on a walk. Let's see some art. <laughs> oh yeah, and and I'll I'll uh, I'll light my pipe and just start like good grief, start smoking my pipe and walking in. 
Uh, so, so as you do that, several people and uh, Sphinx bot attendants of the museum walk up to you and say, sir, there, uh, dogs. Okay. Um, there's no smoking in front of the art, sir. We're going to have to ask you to put out I do that have to cigarette. Bet. Oh, it, no, it's a pipe. See? Sure. Can I'll you just, please put I'll out just that? dump all no, the... No, 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 <laughs> the tobacco out of it. Um, <laughs> as this is happening, Abel is looking directly at you from down the hall. Oh. And he sort of taps his ear. One of the Sphinx spots, one of the eagle-headed Sphinx spots looks back at him and then starts making his way towards you. So I see that that I... You know, that's, that's the reaction I'm looking for, though. Um, so right so. now you've got Abel... And a sphinx bot looking at you, and a second sphinx bot walking towards you. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm dumping my tobacco out. I'm going to let go of the leashes and oh, just great. like I'm going to try to subtly like smack them on their hind legs. Sure, a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're alive for the first time ever. They didn't. So exist they are super now. excited, and yeah. they just they just take off running. Okay. You hear the stack. Oh no, sir! Like, oh, please boys, boys, no! Ah, jeez! How did you even get dogs? They're in very here? well trained. I swear. One dog. <laughs> one dog walks up to one of the installations and smells it and begins lifting up his leg. <laughs> very surprised. I wasn't expecting mastiffs. Uh, I'm, I'm watching this, but I'm gonna. T- I'm trying not to be distracted. I'm gonna head down the hall, looking at art, but. Heading towards Lucian. Barry, where are you coming from? I'm going to approach from the other way. From the other direction, and yeah. uh, my goal is to slip in. If I could also tell those two people to distract the big guy. Uh, do you mind distracting the big human man? <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, you mean Abel? Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, we'll do what we can. Thank you. Eagle-headed Sphinx bot walks past you and is coming up to Jimmy taps his side of his head are you asking a call yeah. for backup because I, I uh, if you and another guy get the dogs then I can enjoy the art sir please follow this gentleman to the front of the Saturnalia please that sounds great and an attendant walks up and just sort of motions you to follow them I'm a follower not a leader yes sir <laughs> uh, and then the second uh, sphinx bot the second one in that hallway starts walking past you towards where that first Sphinx bot was. Now there is just Abel who's looking down the hallway that you're on because the other two Sphinx bots have basically walked up to where Jimmy is about. Okay. And then there's, so there's, there's Abel left and there's two Sphinx bots. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to slip and fall. (laughs) Perfect. Cause, uh, as you do that, there is a loud, crash and a, and a scream as coming from your hallway and you can look and see that Sonia has fallen and spilled her wine everywhere and mm. she she's going oh please help oh my gosh I slipped on the floor some dog peed on the floor Brad is trying to help her up before you come down the hallway yeah. I'm going to walk back down and like maybe around the corner as this scene is happening unfolding and people aren't paying attention to you, I'm going to cast invisibility on you. Touch you. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's what I was <laughs> waiting shit. for. Yeah, thank you. Well, there it is. Got to, you know. Hey. It, there you, yes, <laughs> that sorry could help. about that. That Bit could help. Brain fart there, good luck. Um, but I'll walk with you like kind of back into the hallway again. So 
Jimmy's being Jimmy. Jimmy is going to release dogs. That's going to get the attention of both of the Sphinx bots in that hallway. Your two helpers, Sonia and Brad, are making a scene. That's going to get the attention of another Sphinx bot. You're rounding the corner and casting invisibility on Barry. Barry. Yeah, that's fine. I'll walk in front of Barry. Uh, maybe you come behind me. as we walk. I'm walking back towards Lucian. And then when I get up to them, I'm just going to turn to that group of people and point to one of the art and say, you know, he made this right before he died. His wife left him, and he was all alone for many years, and I'm just going to prattle on for as long as I can about this piece of art. Sure, give me a performance check. 28. Yeah. You are definitely interrupting their conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of those loud people who just want to talk at you, not with you. Uh, as soon as you get close, a sphinx bot stands, the last sphinx bot stands between you and them. Yeah. And Abel actually gets up off the wall and turns and faces you. Yes, yes. He was alone in this this small wooden cottage on the edge of the sea, and it actually fell into the ocean after a a large hurricane. And, but he, he survived and kept painting while it floated in the ocean for weeks. You hear a voice in your mind. As this human stares at you, yeah, you feel them stare at you. Mm. They are looking, stares at you a long time, <laughs> and is just sort of standing. He seems to be getting taller mm. the more he's looking at you. You definitely get the sense that somebody is looking at you in a way that you haven't been seen in a long time. Yes, and they say a pack of otters came to his rescue. He was floating for, for days. And then you get, the human takes a step forward and you hear Oracle mm. in the back of your mind issue the warning sound. Uh, um, I'll take one step back. But, you, want- you know, it could all be hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to use this opportunity, yeah, Barry? I do. I do. <laughs> With invisibility, that you don't have to roll stealth because you're invisible. But to, I'm trying to pickpocket him, right? Yeah, you're gonna roll a sleight of hand to pickpocket. And uh, Mo's helping. Mo's Mo's got you. Oh, so I got advantage. advantage. And I wrote add thirteen, so that's a thirty-one <laughs> sleight of hand. Shit. Thirty-one sleight of hand. Okay. As you kind get closer, work. you it's a weird sensation. To the right, you hear you hear Seeker prattling on about otters and about <laughs> cottages. In front of you is Lucian, his tail hanging out, and his tail sort of swaying left to right. Every once in a while, it moves his coat, and you're just waiting for the right time for it to move. So you wait. Slip in. We'll see what these boys get up to next time on Fables on Tables. Fables on Tables.